Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of The Void, and guess what month it is? Back when we were still changing for the better, wanting was enough. <laughs> for me, it was enough to live the hope of it all. Kids wins, kids cards, and me behind them all. So much for something that I'm saying, ask because you want. What? August slipped away. There we go. August. It's August. It's the end of August. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, it's been a minute. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. Do, do you ever question if it's wanting or one thing? One thing was enough. I always thought it was wanting, but there is one lyric from that song that I did, I have sang wrong until recently. And you know how she goes... August slipped away into a moment in time. And then in the next time she does it, she'll say, August sipped away like a bottle of wine. Yeah. I thought it was August slipped away. Like, I thought it was slipped again. August slipped away like a bottle of wine. Because, like, a wine can, bottle of wine can kind of slip Slip away. away. It sipped away. That's dumb. It makes less sense. August doesn't sip away. Disagree. I don't like it. So I'm going to keep singing it like Slipped. Me too. Um, Just like I'm going to keep singing Better Than Revenge Yeah. with the mattress well, lyric. <laughs> disagree with that, but that's okay. That I, was just a callback to our last episode. I just have this thing where I feel like it, it almost sounds like one ting. One ting was enough. One ting. Yeah, she does ting. emphasize that second <laughs> syllable. Like one thing, but one ting. I don't know why. It would make sense if one thing was enough. Like, the one thing that was enough for her was James. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always get kind of caught up on that. But I know that it's wanting. So. Wanting was enough. Anyways. That song just hits. (laughs) That song just hits. Um, Yeah. So, we're back. Um, And And it's still... Teenage girl summer. Teenage 20-something summer. Yeah, teenage, sorry. Teenage 20-something girl what, summer. What was, what did I ha- hang on. It was kind of genius, I thought, what I sang before we started the podcast. Do you remember what it was? It was something. Summer. I remember. If I think Wait, of it, I'll, I'll sing it. I, like, put teen, teenage 20-something summer into a real song. But I, don't I can't remember now. Never mind. You just sing too much. It's hard to keep up. Ugh. I'm sorry, and you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Well, should we get into... Um, oh, I'm Alex, by the way. For any... Uh, any new listeners out there? Our new listeners, and a couple If of you years. look at our stats, we have just been climbing up. That's right. With loyal listeners. And so we know that there's always a plethora of new listeners out there. That's right. So... And and I don't know if the world can see our stats the way we can. But yeah, only could, we can. If you could, you would too know that we are, in fact, becoming famous. Probably one of the fastest growing pods out there. Yes. So, yeah, that was Alex. I'm Liz. And we're your hosts. And here we are. And we're going to get into it. And honestly, we have a lot to say and like we always do. 
we kind of left off the last podcast with a lot of unknowns about the things about the things we were excited about. We left off with a cliffhanger. Lots of cliffhanger. All the listeners out there have been on the edge of their seats waiting yeah. for this part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we didn't want to leave you hanging. We wanted to go ahead and address a lot of things. But first, let's get into our consumption. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you've been consuming. What I've been consuming? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking about it now that we're at summer's end. And I was like, what have I been consuming in general this summer? And it's pretty much the same as last time, plus a little. The biggest update, because when we left off with the last episode, we were moments away from seeing Barbie. So the biggest update since then is that I've not only seen Barbie since then, I've seen it three times since then. (laughs) And we'll get into our Barbie takes later. Um, But like a true moviegoer, I've also seen Oppenheimer. Um, of course, the rest of the summer I turned pretty, which we're also going to get to later. Um, that's pretty much, oh, for watching one other thing, but it's like I'm on the cusp. I started last night Suits. Oh my gosh. Which Everyone's, is... I don't know, I understand what's going on. Suits has been on Netflix forever, and somehow they keep on coming back, and people keep getting re-sucked into it. I also... I re- thought it was recently it. added on Netflix. It... I thought that I mean, was causing the... left and come back, but I have definitely started Suits before, gotten pretty far, and paused because I was bored, not because it was gone. Uh-huh. And now, like, my mother-in-law was talking about how they started watching it, and so I was, and I saw it as a top thing on Netflix. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll jump in there, um, too. So that's funny. Well, I only watched the first episode, so like I don't have much to say, but I feel like I'm gonna get into it because seeing Meghan Markle act is enough to suck it's, me in. It's so, it's so great. It's such a like weird, <laughs> weird thing. Like she's literally in the well, kind of in the royal family now. Um, so yeah, probably by the next episode, I'll have more to say about that. Um, music, I've been the past few days listening to the new Renee Rapp album. Okay. On loop, and I'm enjoying it. I'm going to her concert in a few weeks. And for anyone who's listened to our first episode, you might remember that I predicted she would be a new it girl in this year. And I don't know if she's reached the level of fame that I thought she would mm-hmm. thus far, but she's she's making a name for herself. Yeah. Um, and then podcasts besides The Void, I'm obsessed with The Toast, mm-hmm. which is Claudia O'Shea's podcast, but it's on a hiatus right now because the other, her sister is on maternity leave, but... Prior to that starting, I was listening to that every day. Nice. I love that. I really need to get into the toast. Maybe when they come back from hiatus, let me know, and I'll start pick up from there. Okay, September 5th. Perfect. So very soon. Yeah. It's a really short maternity leave. In one month. I mean, she records from her home. True. I get it. So. Amazing. Anything else? Uh, or was that everything? Pretty much it. Awesome. 
Love that. What have you been consuming, Alex? Okay. Book-wise, I have just started Love Theoretically. Um, it's like, I can envision the cover. Yes. It's a book talk book, right? Yes. Um, and it's really funny because uh, the first book by this author that I read, I was um, horrified by. I thought it was so strange, um, and I didn't love it. But now I've read, like, two, two or three of her other books. And I've Wait, been, what was the first one? It was called... They always have love in the title. Love... Um, Hypothesis. Oh. And it actually started out as a Raylo fanfic, apparently. But, like, apparently the reason it's not good is because the, like, publishing company made so many changes and made her change so many things. And So, so was it on Wattpad kind of originally? Like, I don't know. I That's just, this is just what I've heard. Okay. Um, I don't really know anything about it. But, like, the guy's name is Adam like Adam Driver and the girl is described very similarly to the girl who plays Ray in, in the Star Wars movies. Oh my so, gosh. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, but I thought it was so, so cheesy. And I think that she's just gotten better and better and grown as an author. So um, I keep on reading her books, even though I like totally wrote her off at first. So I'm excited to get into that. Um, I'm also like mentally and like actually preparing for another book that's coming out. It's the third one in a trilogy um, called A Curse for True Love. It's YA fantasy, <laughs> romanticy, but it's so cute. It has me like, like my heart is like in knots over these characters. And it just makes me feel like I'm in like a weird dream. Um, and I'm just really excited for the book to come out. I think it comes out in September. And, um, yeah, so I've been reading another trilogy by the same author, and it's the same world, um, and... But different characters? Different characters, but some of the same characters, including the main male character from the books that I really love. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that's why I'm reading it, because I want more information on the male main character. But I don't like them as much. Um, okay, that was a lot. But, anyways, the TV slash movies, obviously everything that you've been watching, although I didn't see Oppenheimer, um, and I'm not very sorry about it. <laughs> um, I, Walker and I have been watching Succession. We just started Ahsoka, which is a new Star Wars show, and I'm so excited about it. If you know anything about Star Wars. Is it on Disney Plus? Yes. And do you have Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay, you can, you should watch this show. Okay. Just watch it. But I've only seen one of the... We need to continue our uh, Star Wars movie podcast, but I've only seen one of them. If you have Disney Plus, though, like it's like a waste of your money to not be watching Star Wars, in my opinion. I'm not paying for my account. Okay. <laughs> well, whoever's paying, you are wasting... Their money. math on this. <laughs> I'm <just> saving. <laughs> um... Okay, so yeah, it's so good. I've seen all of the um, animated and live action things, and uh, apparently, even if you haven't seen like everything, you could still enjoy this. Uh, according to Walker, who has not seen the animated things, so okay, okay, highly suggest it. Um, he has seen a lot of other Star Wars though, so I don't know. Um, 
I also have been watching rewatching West Wing just like to fill to fill the void in my heart. <laughs> just kidding. Um and yeah, I think that's kind of it. For as for like music and podcasts, I've been kind of mostly driving to and from places in utter silence these days. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, but I did start a podcast that is a deep dive um, on the Ahsoka show. Um, it's it's <laughs> the same girls who do do. It's called what is it called? Ringer. It's the Ringer podcast. Oh. So Ringerverse, and they just recently started a new feed called. Uh, I've just forgotten, but they're great. I love them. They're doing a great job covering Ahsoka. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of it. Love. Well, when we were deciding what we wanted to talk about for this episode, we realized that if there's one thing about summer 2023, it's that it's for the girls. Yes. And so, as girls who are for the girls, we can't end the last month of summer not taking in... 20-something teenage girl summer to the fullest. That's right. This is is a moment in history, I think, that women have really acted on coming together rather than just talking about it. And, like, it's not just us having fun. Like, I was reading an article that Beyonce and her tour, Taylor Swift and the Eros tour, and Barbie have all made billions this summer yeah and i'm sorry what man has made a billion from being popular this summer in that capacity none not not that we know not in pop culture not in pop culture yeah of course men are making billions doing other things but I don't know of a male singer tour that made a billion dollars this Just summer. Just of the sheer, yeah, of the sheer like hype from people, humanity around these tours and and these movies and shows. Yeah, it's unmatched. Totally agree. I think that if there's anything to be learned from all of this, it's that give women what they want. We will make it worth your while. And also, don't make fun of girls for liking what they like. Mm -hmm. I love all the... I've seen so many, like, TikTok comparisons to, like, how men behave at sports compared (laughs) to how women behave at, like, Taylor Swift. Like, don't make fun of us for dressing up. You buy so much gear for your favorite NFL team. Let us buy our sparkly pink dress... For Taylor. Agreed. 100% on board. It's it's kind of funny, and we'll talk about 1989 later, but <laughs> I came out of uh, the bed, my bedroom um, like the day after Taylor Swift announced 1989. I'm watching all the videos and, and TikToks about it. I come out. I've got some misty eyes. I'm really excited. I sit down in the living room on the couch with Walker, my husband. <laughs> Sorry, I should not. Anyways, um, and I go, 
Taylor Swift just announced 1989 Taylor's version. And he goes, when is the girl, when is a boy stuff going to come back? Like, in like that exact like child, <clears throat> child voice. And I was just like, oh, give me a break. Like, whatever. It's been so, boy stuff every summer. Always. always. Yeah. Anyways, he didn't like Oppenheimer, so that was his one. Well, that's his fault. <laughs> that's the men, that's the men's fault. Yep. Get it right, men. Come on. Give us a break. Um, but yeah, so the girl stuff should never end. Um, and that's our take. You know what I'm loving though? This is a little side uh, track and now it'll get us right back on. I'm loving the men. There's two in particular that have every reason to give toxic masculinity that are like obsessing over Taylor Swift right now. And those two men are Dave Portnoy who owns Barstool Sports. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I have seen this, yeah. And Spencer Pratt from The Hills, mm-hmm. Heidi's husband, mm-hmm. who was very much toxic masculinity when that show was on. Yeah. They both are, like, the biggest Taylor Swift fangirls I've ever seen on social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those two have every reason to, like, be the ones bashing us, but they're, like, equally yeah. as obsessed, and I'm living for it. But they don't. They don't have any reason. The no man. Does. They don't have a reason, but they would be the ones you would expect. Right. Yes. Yeah. Totally so I'm living for that. I'm living for the girls having fun, but also we never said the men couldn't join us. Yep. You guys have every every like opportunity to be allies in a way and if you're not like you're just wasting everyone's time if not you just have bad taste and it's okay to admit that mm-hmm. and like okay there's there's a difference between like a man that is like oh, i hate this this is so girl and like making fun of girls whatever and then like the guys that are just like like the guy from the summer i turned pretty who when they asked him his favorite Taylor Swift song, he's like, I just, like, don't know her music like that, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, I just, yeah. I like, don't want to say something dumb. <laughs> I'm like, it's different, you know Yeah, I mean? for like, sure. You don't have to care. You don't you have, have to, to be a fan. It. You yeah. just have to respect. And you have to be okay that we're obsessed mm-hmm. with it. Yes, and, and you have to, like, you can't, d- like, take away from what this is doing. Yeah. Um for women and for the world and for the economy and for those those three girls uh taylor beyonce and margot robbie slash greta gerwig are the reason we're not in a recession i'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) girl math math. (laughs) um so yeah love love it amazing okay cool well um why don't we get into some specifics about about um, these topics? So, first we'll get into Barbie, and then maybe we can talk about the summer I turned pretty. Yeah. Like so it. last time we were on this, we had seen only the first few summer I turned pretty, and we had not yet seen Barbie. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen both in entirety. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Barbie because yeah. that. That one we were super hyped for, and as was the whole world. So we went to opening night. Well, I guess, like, pre-opening night, technically. Yeah. And you've seen it how many times now? 
Only twice. Twice. I've seen it three times. Yeah. For me, I would say my first take, each time I see it, it gets better and better to me. That's how I felt too. Okay. And I think I would feel the same way if I saw it a third time, yeah. honestly. I think that you are able to intake more because there's there's so much going on, so much camp. So much camp. So many good like side under the breath jokes that you might miss because it's so colorful and there's so much happening on the screen that it's like you're focused on that the first time you see it. But then the dialogue is so amazing that it's just hard to take it all in the first go around. Yeah, 100% agree. I felt like the first time I left the theater, like I was so hyped up that I wasn't disappointed, but I didn't, I was like, almost slightly like oh no I just wanted to love it more Mm -hmm. a little bit and I didn't fully the reason being is that I didn't fully understand like what exactly happened to Barbie between like her just wanting to stay Barbie and everything stay perfect and then making the decision to become a human like I didn't quite like follow that that plot line Mm -hmm. until I saw it the second time and really could track her emotions throughout and like watch her like and understand at the end why she like came to that decision but it definitely took a second watch to like really understand the plot of that you know storyline and like understand how she got there mentally yeah there's just so many layers because obviously it's a comedy and you're like cracking up, but mm-hmm. then there's, there's a message. Yeah. Honestly, there's multiple messages. Yeah. Then it, it gets pretty deep. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's hard to take it all in. Plus it's just so visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the costumes, the set, everything. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. And it's exactly, I, I don't think that I like had a choice but to love this movie at the end of the day but I think that it was the perfect like um balance of like so much fun and then like plot and like heart and um lessons to be learned so yeah I really loved it I just feel like Gosh, I don't know. What what are some of your like favorite things? Okay, this is might be kind of a take, but I feel like a lot of people agree, so it's not too much of a take. But my favorite part of the movie and the reason why it's a take is because it is kind of a feminist movie. Ryan Gosling's performance as Ken was just so incredibly good. He nailed the like the version of Ken that Greta Gerwig wrote and the jokes were hilarious and he was so camp and I'm like been watching interviews about how much he improv and I'm just the more I learn about the role the more impressed I am yeah I think the the like reason why people are were so blown away is because by his performances because people were not happy about him being cast as Ken and how he looked compared to her like they, they were so they thought he was too old I think he approached it in the perfect way, too, of, like, no, this is not, you guys don't care about Ken. And, yeah. And that, like, 
the way that they wrote the kin worked perfectly to their advantage whenever that yeah. all happened. Um, however, so I just on the on my second watch because I I remember just like loving Ryan Gosling. On my second watch, I really watched Margot Robbie and like I was just like, she's completely. Barbie. Oh, she nailed it too. Like, but like we knew she would nail it. Yeah, yeah. There was no question that she would, and she did. But, yeah, and like, and the, like I could not imagine anyone else playing Barbie. No. Yeah, the Ken role was just so like weird, and we didn't know what to yeah. expect because we don't actually. Yeah, like Ken is just an accessory, and that's what. It yeah, is. that's the thing is like, it was so meta because. Ken, that's what Ken, like, what Ken was is what Ken is to us Mm -hmm. as girls. He's just there to support Barbie. Yeah. And I think another reason I was so impressed by his role is because he was for sure the comedic relief. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Gosling does not have that many comedic roles. He's very well versed and he's done action. He's done romance. He's done musical. But that's for sure the funniest I've seen him. And I did not know he was that funny yeah i guess that's true i do think of him as like a pretty versatile actor but i can't think of any like thing that i've been like oh he's really funny like he's had funny moments yeah but they're not like comedic roles yeah um yeah that's hilarious i love that oh my gosh i they just like knocked out of the park like I feel like everyone did so well in their roles. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the guy's name that did Alan? Oh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> so good. He was so good. I can't good. believe that they, they almost cast someone else first because, and I'm sure that Jonathan Groff would have been great at it, but. No. No. Michael Sarah was. I. I could not. On the second watch, I was like, he just beat up, like. All these kins. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Um, Simu Lee, I thought, was perfect yes. as other kin. Yes, he was. He so was hilarious, crazy. too. I'm so glad that he took that role, because apparently he like what, like was like, why did I do that at first, or something? I don't know. I don't oh, know, really? But, but it was just kind of like his um, manager or whatever was like, you have to do this. This is going to be huge. And um, kind of talked him into it. And I'm so glad that he did it. Um, because, yeah, I feel like he is a rising star in a way, but... Uh, and the He's had big roles. Yeah. It's like, he hasn't had many, but they've been big. But he needs to, t- he needs to not take all leading man roles right now. Yeah. So, like, early in his career. So I think this is a good move for him. Yeah, he um, was great. I also really loved... America Ferreira and the her daughter, um, like, throughout the whole thing, I, I thought they were, like, nobody really knew what to expect from those roles or, like, why they were yeah. involved. And um, I... I don't know. I, I think that that was also something on the first watch I was, I was kind of struggling with was the idea of like why does America Ferrera's speech work when it comes to breaking the Barbies out of this like weird Ken trance? Yeah. Um and it's like it was on the second watch I was like, okay, this makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I was just like 
It's because they brought the patriarchy in and like brainwashed these women mm-hmm. and they're like re-showing them like no you you are more than this you're more than an accessory blah, blah, blah. and I liked how at the end like the Barbies are like okay well we shouldn't go back to like what it was like we should like maybe give the kids a little bit of a chance to like have a job or <laughs> do whatever Maybe not be the Supreme Court judge, but, you know, you can be a circuit, whatever. Be more than beach. <laughs> yeah, you can be more than beach. You can have an actual job title. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I don't know. Any, any other, like, key things for you? I mean, there was so much, and it's been probably about a month since I saw it last, but I just loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I think the first time I saw it, I thought the singing parts were a little bit cheesy. Mm. But second and third time, I was like, no. Mm -hmm. They are cheesy, but they are, like, purposefully cheesy. Oh, yeah. Like, the Kins singing to the Barbies. Like, (laughs) that's now one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, Um, my gosh. (laughs) Like... And just, there were so many tropes. Like, there's that one scene where Ken, Ryan Gosling Ken, takes the glasses off of that one Barbie. And, like, that is in every rom-com yes. ever. And it's just, like, it was written by a girl. Yeah. And it shows. Like, yeah. I think a lot of men are appreciating it and getting it. But, like, there are just little things like that that are just so girlhood. And I love it. Yeah. That, like... um I'm excited for Walker to see that that particular like part of the movie where like it's just calling men out on the BS that they do all the time. Yeah. And because I think so many of them are like like will hit home for him. And that's something that the the girls that I listened to the podcast, um, one of them went on to like the big movie podcast that was on the same network, whatever. And she was talking about like how there are so many points of this movie that really hit home, like really cut deep for everyone. Like mm-hmm. depression, Barbie scrolling through your Instagram, Instagram for seven hours or whatever it was. Friends engagement photos. Yes. <laughs> or like wa- watching like Pride Prejudice. Yes. On the BBC. <laughs> yeah. But for some of us, it's, she was this, and this is what I agree with. Is like some of it for some of us, Keira Knightley version. Yeah. Um, like we've all been depression Barbie at some point. Um, but like it seems like it's niche, but like mm-hmm. it's a universal girl experience at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And like I feel like there's so many, like of the ten things that are gonna like that hit for men. That's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I have said that speech verbatim like about the godfather or whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so yeah um and i think okay the last thing that i i really want to talk about is i love that she decided to go and be a human i don't know like did that land for you there i've seen that there are some people that were mad about the ending i think i'm neutral to me, the weakest part of the movie, which I think it's okay that it was weak, is that that wasn't the point, mm-hmm. was the plot of Barbie's 
being able to go between the two worlds. Like, if you are trying to look directly at that, there are so many plot holes that shouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think maybe I kind of wish she just would have stayed in Barbie worlds because that's what Barbie does. But I don't know. I don't think I care one way or to me. The ending wasn't the point of the movie. It, it wasn't, it, it didn't need, like, a big ending, but yeah. I don't I know. Get, I get what you're saying. Um, not to get, like, too, like, um, Christian about it or anything, but I saw, like, a take about how, like, you know, when Barbie meets her creator and, like, it's talked to the creator, it's, like, puts everything into perspective for her and helps her to realize, like, okay, this you know, what isn't, isn't important to her anymore. And just, like, having, like, a superficial, you know, life is, like, not enough anymore. And she wants to feel everything and, like, she wants to be the one having the ideas. So, um, yeah. And I, just, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it was sweet that she was, like, I, I don't know. And I think the Billie Eilish song is just, like, per- perfectly encapsulates everything about that of just like I where people we hurt and it's nice that like at the end Barbie is just like us. I don't know. Like I just was like Yeah. I, I don't know, it made me kind of emotional. On the second watch. First watch I was like interesting. Interesting ending. The second watch I, I really loved it. Speaking of the Billie Eilish song, I do want to take a second to um, call back our last episode because I had said that I wasn't that blown away by the music that had come out thus far. And I think that's because I think maybe only two or three songs were out and they were out of context. Mm -hmm. And I still stand by like the Charlie XCX song. Like it's not one that I want to listen to in the car, but in the movie it was perfect. But the Billie Eilish song, I hated on too much. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just wasn't blown away by it. But when you see it in the context of the scene, it holds way more weight. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize. Thank you for that. Um, I appreciate that. I'm sure our listeners do as well. My favorite song though from the soundtrack is the Lizzo song, which I know she's controversial right now, but I really like it. It's fun. I, I can't even talk about Lizzo right now. We're not we're not gonna dive into that. But, but that yeah, song is so fun. fun. It's just it's girlhood. When I wake up in my own pink world, <laughs> get up out of bed, bed and wait to my homegirls. This is so Hey, and Barbie. Hey. Oh, my gosh. We're going to sing the whole thing. Anyways. Um, yeah, I love it. And I love the second day when it was, like, kind of disjointed and kind of, yeah. like, I don't know. It was, just it was so, so well done. Perfect. So good. I just am so blown away. And I'm... Very excited for uh, Greta Gerwig's Narnia movies. Yeah. Greta's just done a great job with everything she's put out so far, so I know she's going to kill it with Narnia. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love, I love her. And, yeah, I'm just... Her nailing that, like, the creator of Barbie bit made me really excited for Narnia. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, it does. Um, yeah, because there's just so much there. So, 
Cool. Okay, well... That's Barbie, unless you have anything else. No, I, yeah. I mean, there we could do hours on it, but mm-hmm. I think that's... We hit the main ones. Yeah. Um, okay, staying on the same vein of what we, of things to watch. The Summer I Turn Pretty is the other big girly watch of the summer. I want to hear your thoughts, because here's where we differed, at least at the beginning of the season, is... I had read the books mm-hmm. and you hadn't. Mm-hmm. So like I already knew what was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. You obviously did not and you started out as a team Jeremiah girl and I started out as a team Conrad girl, but this season was very different from the first season. So I want to hear your thoughts being that you did not know what to expect. Well, I knew that this was going to be kind of Jeremiah's season just given the tra- trajectory of the plot thus far and that I know that there's three books um and I know that the, the ending um these people are so obvious about it and talk about it all the time um but yeah I just think that Conrad I just don't like that kind of person I think that women have had to deal with those kinds of boys for too long and it's enough when you have a perfectly sweet and kind and straightforward um, <laughs> boy in front of you, um, why why pine over someone who's, who's a jerk? Like, there, you cannot let other people's trauma, you cannot let your trauma, let me back up, you can't let your trauma cause you to treat other people poorly. And that's my opinion. But then I watched some of the actor, um, that Jeremiah actors, uh, TikToks, and I got the <laughs> ick. And so now I'm Team Conrad. Are you actually Sorry. Team Conrad, or you just have the ick from the actor of Jeremiah? See, I think this is the thing, is, like, with these love triangles is I'm always going to feel bad for the one that's not that doesn't get her. And then I, like, switch sides. So I feel like at the end of the last one, if she goes for Conrad in the end, I feel like I'm definitely sad for Jeremiah. I don't know how it's going to end or, like, how they resolve that. But I'm sure there is a resolution I don't know about. But if not, it's going to be sad. And then I'm going to be kind of Jer- Team Jeremiah again. Without spoiling anything, I think anyone who hasn't read the books, but especially the Team Jeremiah girls who haven't read the books, are going to be shocked by the plot of Season 3. I'm scared. I'm terrified. Because I will say, I was shocked reading the books. I was like, Jenny Han, you really just decided for the third book to be crazy. <laughs> you just wanted to put as many things into that plot as you could fit in in that third book. Okay. So I was actually surprised. I was wondering if they would split the third book into two seasons because um, I don't think this is spoiling it, but there's like a big time jump oh. between book two and book three. Like okay. it starts off like several years ahead. And so I was just wondering with that time jump and the fact that for both seasons, she's like added and changed some parts. I was wondering if they would try to expand, but I guess they're not. Um, So they haven't started filming yet. Yeah. So maybe they They will. Maybe they will. But it's like, they kind of have to know before they film if they're going to extend it or not, because 
like they have they can't yeah, make they're on a pretty quick quick schedule but they can't can make season three ending be the ending if they are going to do a fourth season so who knows yeah i could see them dragging it out but i feel like everything is everything is unclear right now with, with the, the strikes. strikes yeah yeah um but who knows maybe they already have it written and completed i doubt it okay here's what i'm going to say to someone who did read the books and know what was coming I thought, I have a few takes. Jeremiah was more unlikable in the show to me than he was in the book. Conrad is more likable in the show than he was in the book to me. And then the take that I have that I think a lot of people have is, at this point, I'm team (laughs) (laughs) anti-Belly. Because that girl is just playing with two boys' hearts. And I don't know if she's doing it intentionally, but, like, she's aware enough, and I know she's a teenager, she's aware enough, her personality, to know what she's doing. Yeah. And so, to me, she was the biggest villain of the season. Um, But the different perspective that the show gives in the book is, in the book, it's mostly told from Belly's POV, but there are a couple chapters that are Jeremiah's POV, like that one episode. Yeah. Um, so we know what's going on in their heads. We never know what's going on in Conrad's head because it's not from his POV. And so mm-hmm. Belly is just in her head complaining about him. But in this show, you can understand what he's actually going through. In the book, you could not understand just how upset he was about his mom. Yeah. Um. So, I found that interesting, and you just feel bad for him, and he just, he struggles with communicating, that's all it is. Yeah, but, but be better communicators, boys, like, I, this is, we've had enough. It is past time, they have a strong, they had a strong female mother. Well, the thing is, he's about <laughs> like, to communicate, and then he sees... His brother making out with his ex in his own sweatshirt on his own car. He had all the time in the world to communicate, and he didn't. But not really, because what's crazy about this season is the timeline. Because it's one week. The whole season, it covers a week. And then I I saw on TikTok someone, like, breaking down the timeline of all the flashbacks the time from when they broke up to when they first see each other again in the house or like from the funeral to when they see each other again is like less than a month. So it really hadn't been like their mom had just died. Mm -hmm. And she only died a month between like dying and summer. Yeah. 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 It's hard. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. So yeah, I think I feel bad for Conrad I. He's just trying to be the responsible older brother. I get it, because they don't have a, a their dad sucks, but it's just it's tough. I think Jeremiah is is a little bit immature. Like his immaturity kind of came through this season a bit more, um, but also just how sweet he is too. But like, yes, he can be sweet, but like. Come on, that's your brother's girl. And I guess he feels like he had her first. But also, this is what really 
gets me is he knew Belly and Conrad were into each other for years. Yeah. But he didn't decide that he was into her until that summer. Yeah, when he was, when Conrad was finally starting to like Yeah. Kind of so I'm like that's a little backstabby. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, but he on the surface is that old. summer is being nicer to Belly. So you get why she's, like, vibing with him more. But that's why I liked about the shows, because in the book, since it's only her POV, like, I thought while reading the second book, oh, he just is not that into her, like. But in the show, you see that he is. You don't get any of his yeah, thoughts gotcha. in the book. That's so weird. Okay, two, two things that I wanted to talk about. Um, Belly, I agree that she is crazy. And <laughs> not, sorry, not crazy. She is a teenage girl with flaws. She is a human. Yeah. And I, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that they are showing a very realistic girl. No, I think, like, especially when you compare this show to the teenage dramas of our childhood, Gossip Girl, all of those, these characters are way more realistic. realistic. Way more realistic. It's like, this could... It's this for is, me. It's the br- fact that they're brothers, yeah, and that they're right. basically family already. That's the unrealistic part. Yeah. But I mean, that's what makes good TV. So true. We would be bored if it was just so a random normal girl with a random normal boy. I I agree. I think that um, she's the only one that's that's making things interesting at this point. Yeah. Um. Because whatever. Jeremiah and Conrad were just like, Conrad was just moping quietly or yelling at people, and Jeremiah was just kind of like quietly walking around, <laughs> like waiting for her to kiss him. So I feel like her drama is moving the plot forward. She's got, for also sure, got for her sure. traumas going on. And I did appreciate her arc in this season and I also appreciated that after everything with Conrad being honest she still made like the decision that she made um and she she as far as I know has not changed her decision yet um she I think that was that's good that she like kind of knows who she is a little bit more and like knows what she wants a little bit more but also, it seems like maybe she doesn't even know what she wants, and it's going to change anything. Yeah, I think that's what, for me, that's what was the hardest part to watch, is, like, you know deep down she's not over Conrad. And so you're like, but now you're going to his brother. Like, mm-hmm. you can appreciate a girl trying to move on from an ex with a new guy. That's normal. But when it's with the brother, it's hard to watch. For, bo- for both brothers. Like, she's going to hurt one of them at the end of the day. Yeah. My other main complaint is that I didn't, like, feel any sort of excitement or chemistry really between anyone the entire time. I was going to ask, what was your opinion on Steven and Taylor? Oh, I mean, like, they're fine. Like, they both kind of give me cringe. They're both cringe, vibes, but, I but I guess I it was sweet. that works to cringe. Yeah. That's not in the book at all. Yeah. So that was a part that I didn't... Um, Do they... Do they kiss in the first book? Like they did in the first season? I definitely know it's a thing in the book that Taylor's into Steven. Yeah. 
but they also just both are in the books in general way less. Yeah. Steven's not in the second book at all. I think that, okay, I think that that actor, it, same with, same with the, the Taylor actor, I think that both of them could be extremely non-cringe in different roles. Oh, like, it's the way the character's written yeah. 100%. I think that um, they could, like, have a real rom-com, the two of them with each other or with other people whatever I don't care they're so adorable and you could see that they're actually really good actors this show is just like I don't know it just kind of like really fell flat for me like last the first season I knew it was going to be like cringy and like cheesy but then it was so much better than I thought it was going to be yeah I agree and then this season really kind of I was like not vibing just like with the whole Mm. yeah it was was just sad obviously and it just wasn't what I needed (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely like season one more I do think this season had more depth which is necessary to move a plot line along I'm hoping I'm, I'm interested to see how she takes the third book like I said because the third book felt very rushed to me. Like I said, she tried to pack a lot in and like, there's just some crazy shit that happens. And I feel like she's corrected in the show. Some of the like weaker outdated writing that she did in the books. Cause the books aren't, they're not phenomenal, but they are one of her first things she wrote. So I'm just interested to see how she corrects or changes the third book because it, it it's a little much some of the things that happen. Interesting. Um, which something that happens something that happened in the show though this is not gonna spoil is like she loses her virginity to Conrad mm-hmm. in season two of the show. A big plot line of the third book is the fact that she's a virgin still, mm-hmm. but like she's that's gonna be different because she's not a virgin in the show. Um. But by the third book, she is. And so that really, like, affects her. But that that won't be a point in the third, in the third season because it's... Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how it... Maybe I'll hate read these, like, on 2x speed. I mean, if you read read them, I read all three of them in a week because they're short. Number one, they're physically short. Number two, it's so juvenile the writing that you can zip through them <laughs> okay then maybe i'll read them do you have the books like yeah the ones? i'll you let know? you i'll give them to you thanks girl anyway okay. so i that's yeah it it didn't woo me as much as season one but i enjoyed it overall yeah oh also last thing i totally thought that the second to last episode was the last episode I was I thought that for half a second, but like, I knew that there was a big part of the book that had been let hadn't happened yet, but they made it seem like that was the end. Yeah, and it was a better nice. cliffhanger than the end of the show for real. Yeah, I was like, whatever. But that motel thing that was a huge part of the book, so I was like, they haven't even gotten to the motel but yet. But it was so. I hate when it's a one. One bed. It's a one bed and trope. They don't actually like whatever. They slept on the floor, both of them. It's so stupid. 
They're it's being fine. gentlemen. They're kids. It's that's not that's not the problem. It's just like don't put a one bed trope in there and like do something that's so. But what boring. she and Jeremiah were gonna get in bed together and Conrad's on the floor next to them. I don't know. Literally, anything would have been more interesting than that. <laughs> put the two boys in there together. I don't care. Roll her in a trolley. <laughs> I literally, or whatever they call, like, like, a I trolley, like, a cot, or like a yeah, rolling a bed, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just was like, and then all that happened was like, I'm just so confused. No one's being mature, and like, they the are communication children. is off. The communication is terrible. How are they allowed to rent a hotel room? Yeah, there's a lot of things that don't makes sense like how easily and they were able to supply how Sorry. easily they are able to supply alcohol for an entire party and then belly just drinking straight from the bottle like all night <laughs> Jeez. oh yeah Jeez, Louise. i don't know that was the craziest thing whatever the show is crazy um but you know what it's it was a moment in time in history and we will keep watching we will next summer hopefully if all goes to plan. I know. I, I'm i wondering if they can pull it off by next summer, though. Because I think for season two, they were, like, already filming it by now. Yeah. And I can't imagine them releasing it not in the summer. So if it's not ready by next summer, then it'll be the following. We'll see. Oh, one... Sorry. I've already said one last thing, like, six times. This is the actual last thing. How did they use snow on the beach? <laughs> yeah. But not in the scene where there's snow on the beach. I see. Get out of my house. I saw a TikTok where I guess Jenny Han either commented on it or liked it. I don't remember. Or she like reposted it or something. Where someone was like, it's just so perfect because them playing snow on the beach on the second beach scene is because Conrad's remembering. Like they were like, Conrad. Because they're, like, sitting on the beach arguing or whatever. That's, like, at the party. Mm. And he, the last time he was there was when they were having mm. snow on the beach. And that line, This scene feels like what I once saw on a screen. Mm. I guess that's the point. But I still think it's stupid. They should have put it when there was actual snow on the beach. Okay, I see. I see what you mean. But it cuts to Taylor and Stephen so quickly that, like... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yeah, that was their song. The song was for yeah. them. Like, it wasn't for that. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Let's talk about a couple of other things. Um, 1989 slash Scooter Braun. What's crazy is when we did Teenage Girl Summer Part 1, it was because Speak Now had just come out. Yes. And here we are a month later preparing for our 1989 era. Taylor is just giving... for Speak Now a little bit, but... I know. It's interesting because if you think about how she's released her re-recordings thus far, like, I feel like Fearless had hype because it was the first one, but she didn't do that much for it. Like, she didn't do a music video. And then Red, she went full force with All Too Well 10-minute version. Music videos, and I Bet You Think About Me. Mm -hmm. And then Speak Now kind of got the fearless treatment except a little more because it had the i can see you video so i'm wondering will 1989 get the red treatment or did she only give red the treatment 
because of All Too Well, 10 Minute. She wanted it to be a big thing. It seems like this is her favorite. I mean, those are her words. This is her favorite re-recording so far. So I feel like she's going to go all out. Which I'm fine with because this is the re-recording I was most excited for. Yeah. And I feel like um, Reputation isn't going to be that big because it's so still feels so recent. Like, that was literally her last tour. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be kind of like... It's going to be fun, but it's like... It just, it's not, there's not as much hype around it, obviously, because, um, I would argue, 1989 is, like, in a way, Taylor's biggest album. Her albums since then have outperformed, like, Midnight's is literally her biggest album, but I feel like 1989 was the album that sent her on a trajectory of, like, more than just a young singer for girls to, like, superstar that will have longevity yeah um yeah 1989 changed everything yeah like and, and like it was i think i okay because what was right before that it was red i think that red to me was frustrating a little bit at the time because i was a big country music girl like fan and i i was like she's marketing this as a country music album, it wasn't so, country and like that was kind of annoying and i and then 1989 she just fully embraced the pop and i think and like said that mm-hmm. just outright and i was like okay i can get on on board with this like just don't market this to me as something that it's not and then after that i was like oh wait i'm like an actual Taylor fan like like fully in i'm in it for the long haul like it's not just like the country music aspect Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i don't know every time i like go back and listen to 1989 which right when she announced it i like had it on loop that whole next day every song is there's no skips every song is so good and there's some, it's like one of those albums that when I go back to it, I fixate on a new song. Like there might, like when it first came out, I don't think I really cared about like this love, for example, that much. And now it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's just, it's such a well done album. It's so good. 20 stitches. And I'm so, if she says the vault songs are her favorite, I'm excited because the Speak Now vault songs, they were a little weak. To me, compared to the Red Vault songs. They were weak. It's okay. It's okay, though. I mean, they were fun. I they, they But, had, like, you understood why yeah. they didn't make the album. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, apparently she wrote hundreds of songs for 1989. Which I believe, because she, she put a lot of work into that album. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I remember when that album came out. It, yeah, it was like, it was the same kind of thing where I was fixated on on the entire album for a long time. And it was like, they all pierced my heart. I can't believe I didn't go to that tour. But Me either. I was a big tour girl, so. That um, album came out when I was a freshman in college, and it came out like, in the fall, so like I had just started, and I feel like that album is very much about Taylor entering a new era, which 
she's all about eras. But at the time, that was like really her changing up for the first time in her life. She moved to New York, new style. She had cut her hair, new music uh, genre. And I, at that time, was going through changes too. College. So I just have fond memories. Ugh. I'm so excited. I love 1989. I don't have a ton else to say about it right now. Um, but I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it more as it gets closer. Because it's coming out in October. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about it more um, maybe when it comes out. But I don't know. Do you, do you have any other thoughts on 1989? I think my only other thought is when she announced it that night, she pulled out so many new eras fits was so wild and I loved them all. I'm obsessed with the blue 1989 mm-hmm. outfit that sh- I get why she saved it. But like this whole tour, I've been like, why is she not wearing blue? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that one's now my favorite variation of that mm-hmm. outfit. Totally agree. Um, Which makes me wonder if when reputation comes out, if she'll have a new reputation outfit. It's got holes in the armpits. She needs a new <laughs> reputation outfit. What is going on? I get it. Like, I think she's I waiting. I think she's waiting. Sorry. Okay. Um, also, wait, really quick. Going back to our prediction episode, I had, remember, I predicted that she was going to drop all of her re-recordings before the Eras tour started, which is not true, but... My updated prediction is that she'll drop them all by the time the Eras tour ends. Yeah. I think I think she'll drop debut, like, at the very end of the tour. I think debut will be her last one. Oh, yeah. Totally. So. And I hope that it gets, like, the... And then she'll add that to the set, finally. <laughs> I can't believe her. I love it. I love her. We're just, like, ignoring debut. Like, come on, it was such a huge album. I know. It, it, it's, it's shocking. Such a huge album it's, I, it it could have one song. One song. Isn't we're not asking much. Yeah. I w- I'm still surprised by that. Such a weird decision. But I'm sure she has her reasons. Miss Mastermind. Miss Mastermind. I said mine. Mastermind. Oops. Okay. It's getting it's I my words are getting jumbly. <laughs> We're getting close to the end. Um, let's talk about Scooter Braun, who I tried to spell his name a hundred times. Yeah, you got it wrong. E R A U N. Had access. We're looking at our notes, and Alex wrote B R U N, and then I had it B R O N, and then I gave up. B R A U N. It doesn't matter. This looks wrong. Scooter. It's right. Well, it looks wrong because. He's wrong. It's just, his name is a curse, and I shouldn't have said it as many times as I did. It's like when but, you say Voldemort. Right. It, his power only goes down. Um, yeah. What the heck? I, like, okay, so, prefaced for anyone who was confused. Demi Lovato, Justin Bieber, who else? Well, Justin Bieber's unknown, up in the air. Oh, well, but he supposedly hired a lawyer to get him out of his contract, right? I th- I mean, like, I think there's a lot of speculation, but, like, nothing's confirmed with him. But we'll okay. put him in there. But for sure, these artists dropped Scooter Braun this week. Demi Lovato, 
Ariana Grande back to back like the same day. Mm -hmm. The following day, Idina Menzel. Justin Bieber had been rumored to be dropping him for like a week, Mm -hmm. but it's up in the air. There's no confirmed. So what I want to know is what did Scooter do and when is it going to come out? Because that does not happen coincidentally. I bet it's something bad. I bet it's something really bad. And then she told us white collar crimes to the FBI. I feel like it's going to be worse than that. Yeah, because that is giving that many artists leaving him at once is giving I'm trying to run as fast as I can before I'm looped in to the mess. Um, I also saw, just to make a little joke, I saw a TikTok saying, so this is the spell Taylor's casting during Willow on the air. And the thing is, you know she is so preoccupied and does not give. I hope she's, like, not giving him any more of her time than she's already had to, but I also hope she, because she has talked about how she doesn't really Google herself. I hope she's aware and is like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm karma. Karma. She keeps started the street clean. Yep. It's just, yep. it's so poetic. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Down with the, down with the bros. Down with the bros. Down with Scooter. Did you know that I've met him? Yeah. Have I told you this? No. Back In high school, when he was only known for being Justin Bieber's manager, Mm -hmm. he I saw him at South by Southwest, and I was like, "Can I take a picture with you?" Because Never Say Never documentary had just came out, and that's when you first found out who he was. (laughs) And that picture is still up on my Instagram, and so I think whenever it comes out, what Scooter did, I'm gonna like reshare it to my story and put like devil horns or something. Gosh, you're gonna get canceled along with him. It's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be impossible. That's a little um, side fact. I didn't know back then. That is. I didn't so know what funny. he was gonna do. Go. I just thought he was associated with Justin Bieber, and I loved Justin Bieber. I met Rascal Flatts. That's even. That's way cooler. Yeah. Um. Anyways, anytime someone says that they met someone famous, that's what I I say. Speaking of Scooter Braun, sorry, not Scooter Braun. Speaking of Justin Bieber, um, did you listen to Selena Gomez's new single? Yes. Did you watch the music video? Yes. Uh, I just love her. I, it's not my favorite song. It's yeah. so bubblegum pop, but I just love her so much. She also has never looked better. Oh my gosh, she looks amazing. So much purple, getting so much lavender haze. But I don't know if that's what she wanted, but I'm sure she knew what she was doing. Yeah, it's just fun. I'm happy for how much success she's had with her makeup line and Only Murders in the Building. She and works hard. I'm glad she's back in music. Like, I'm loving the Selena renaissance. Yeah, I love it. She just does so much. And Do you ever she's see... She's so beautiful. Do you ever see her TikToks? Yeah, I watch her TikToks. She's just so real. Yeah. She's, like, normal, yeah. even though she's not normal at all. Mm-hmm. But she acts normal. I love her. She's just, like, she's just like me. She's, 
She's one of um, us. Yeah, I, I'm like, I could watch that music video over and over. I don't, yeah, same, same with the song. I think it'll grow on me. Um, it's very fun, poppy, but it's just like a little slightly repetitive. Movie. Yeah. But I love the fits. I love the dress she picks out. I love the shoes she's trying on. The makeup looks great. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's all rare beauty. Uh, yeah. She looks amazing. She looks so good. So hot. I love her. I can't wait for more more music to come out. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna, you know, end on a good note with Selena. I think we're not gonna <laughs> give any final thoughts on disgusting men. Yeah, I mean, until we know what Scooter did, we have nothing else to say other than... Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Freaking some my hair on the, the weekend. Karma's a really good I'm sorry. I, I'll just keep my side. All right. I love it. Okay. Um, well, that's it for now. Um, next podcast will be about, we'll see. And hopefully by the next Hot podcast, the audio will finally be okay. Yeah. Because we, yes. the microphones we bought last time did not work out. So we're back on our OG mics. But we have a plan. Shout out again to my dad. Yeah. Maybe these are the mics because nothing else works for us. They might be. But we, we might just ball out and... Get real podcast real equipment. And... You know what? Because that'd be fun. It'd be fun to sound nice. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, with our listener account increasing, we've got to step up our game. We, the listeners deserve it. They're just, they're really showing up and showing out. It, soon enough, we're going to have ads. Yeah. Once we meet the criteria, which we're really close to doing, we're going to give y'all some really good sponsorships. We have people knocking on our door, so. Yep. All right. On that note. We hope you have a great day. We hope you have a great rest of your girly teenage girl, 20-something teenage girl summer. Yes. Enjoy it. Okay. Bye. Bye.